When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Unwinding. It's my favorite time of the week, aka the time that we get to spend together, you know? Um, Okay, hello. How are we doing? Um, I gave you such a long intro last week, so I'm going to try not to do that to you again today, okay? The only update that I want to tell you, because I did have a very anxious weekend and you know, just like some things happening, you know, life, my nervous system, she's not doing too well, okay? It's Tuesday as I'm recording this intro. Sorry, I almost didn't paint the picture for you, and I know that, you know, you wouldn't be able to survive if I didn't tell you that it was Tuesday, October 25th, 5.06 p.m. I'm currently drinking my second Celsius of the day. I don't want to hear it. Thank you. Um, I'm having a, how do you say this, Fuji? Fuji apple pear. It's not my favorite, but it's good. I would give this a, I would give it a seven out of 10. That's kind of high. Maybe a six out of, uh, seven out of 10. And I would give last week's kiwi guava that I was drinking in this episode a three. Okay. A solid three. Cause I fucking don't like that flavor, but I love every other flavor anyway. Okay. So, um, yeah, this weekend was very anxious and I'm still feeling a lot of anxiety and when I say that for any of you who don't have anxiety what does it feel like to be God's favorite I'm just kidding but I feel like I the way that I explain this to people that don't feel anxious on a regular basis is just like or the way that my therapist actually explained it to me once was she was like you know your like level of anxiety on a normal everyday like just a standard day Like, let's say like an average person who doesn't have anxiety. This is not even what I was going to talk about, but whatever, fuck it. A normal person, and I don't mean normal, I don't mean I'm not normal. I mean, that's (laughs) debatable. But like, I mean just somebody who doesn't struggle with anxiety. On a regular day, maybe their like anxiety level is like a four, okay? I don't know if I'm explaining this right. If I'm not, don't come for me. I don't know what I'm saying. Me, who has, you know, a a little anxiety disorder, my normal anxiety on a standard day when nothing has gone wrong or anything that can contribute to triggering my anxiety has happened, it's at like a six. So I just like sit different. You know what I mean? Like I just like, I just, my nervous system wakes up every day and says, let's choose violence. I'm just kidding, not every day, but so that's like a normal day, right? So then like when you sprinkle on little things that happen, aka life, you know, whether it's, I don't know, something with work, a man or multiple men um, or like family or personal shit, like, you know, like hormones, just like the list is endless and I'm not complaining i'm just saying like there's a lot of things that can you know make our day feel a little more anxious so anyway when you sprinkle those things on that six goes to like an eight 
Okay, eight, nine, ten. I don't know. So why did I? I don't know what I was talking about. I took my ADHD um, medication today, and I still don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Anyway, well, um, yeah, I've just been really anxious. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, so my level of anxiety today is like still pretty high to be honest with you it's i would say like a seven which is not fun because then i just feel nervous all day and i don't have an appetite and then it's just not fun it's not fun if you feel if you struggle with anxiety i love you and i'm sending you the biggest fucking hug because it's not fun and i was just gonna justify it and say it could be worse but i'm not gonna do that because i don't want to think that way you know like we all have shit going on and maybe somebody else's shit is bigger than yours that doesn't invalidate yours you know what i'm saying i think perspective is everything why no we're not doing this right now i wanted to give you three quick reminders if you're feeling anxious about something because of because i'm feeling this you know and i bring you along with whatever i'm feeling so number one let's call it like it is okay usually when we're anxious we're future tripping we're nervous or catastrophizing about something that hasn't actually happened yet right so i just want to remind you of that like we are literally trying to live in the future and that is quite literally impossible so just remind yourself that often when we are very anxious it's because we are trying to control a situation that hasn't happened yet it's like our bodies are trying to prep for battle right but it's like we don't even know what's happening and future tripping will be the death of me okay i'm here for a good time not a long time because of how much caffeine i drink i just don't anyway that's a whole other story i'm sorry this episode is really happy i don't know why we're why am i why am i going here okay number two but i really am here for a good time you know Number two, the scenario that you're imagining in your head, if you're anything like me, it's the worst case scenario because God forbid my brain give me something nice, you know, no beautiful scenario, no. When I'm anxious, it's bad. So I just want to remind you that the scenario that you're imagining in your mind will probably not happen the way you're imagining it. I feel like nine times out of 10, you know, got to give myself that low one, that low 1%. It's like that meme that says like, it's so funny it's like when you're giving your friends advice but at the end you're like but i don't know (laughs) because just in case some shit happens you know just in case your life goes up in a little trouble i don't know you gotta you gotta sprinkle that but i don't know at the end just in case okay so that's what i'm doing right here things are worse in our mind usually and so i just want to remind you of that and something that i love to do here is also tap into some evidence a little evidence of like maybe a moment in the past when i have been anxious about a similar situation if i can try to find some parallels and remind myself like oh remember when you thought that was going to happen and then that did not actually happen actually in fact it didn't even it wasn't even close to happening in fact maybe the opposite thing happened i like to remind myself remind myself of these things because my brain I love her, but she's annoying as hell sometimes. And I have to give her evidence to be like, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone. That's not going to happen. Okay. And yes, sometimes I speak to her like that because she has an attitude. Okay. All right. Number three. And the last one, something that really helps me. And I really need different things when I'm anxious. It all depends on what I'm fucking feeling. But something that I really needed this weekend and that really helped me was to verbalize my anxious thoughts and fears to somebody that I love and trust and feel safe with because they can really point out where your thoughts might be slightly skewed because I feel like we are our own worst critic 
one, number two, because we're catastrophizing, or three, because that's what happens when we get really anxious, right? We imagine all these like worst case scenarios and maybe they, they might be a little bit amplified. Like you would probably never think of them in a normal situation, maybe, right? So I feel like sharing this with somebody is really helpful because they can often point out where there are flaws and faults in our thoughts. And that is really nice to have, you know, someone that, someone that you love to go to advice to, someone that you love to go to advice no someone that you love to go to advice for that just fucked me up and just just say what you are actually thinking no matter how i don't know how crazy it sounds to you just say it out loud and having someone to just sit there and be like listen you know like kristen was literally like bitch i love you but you being crazy okay that's not happening that's not happening obviously she said more than that but i also facetimed my friend jess on sunday um, the one who I mentioned in the last episode that gave that always gives me like really she gives me wise advice. Sometimes it's a little tough love, but it's like very wise and so fucking honest. And she just like sat there, heard me out, and then literally just like knocked every single point that I was saying. And she was like, "This is why that's wrong. This is why that's wrong. And this is why that's wrong. And how about we look at this this way, and that this way, and this this way, and then like." She was like, would you say that to to me if I asked you? Would you say that to me if I asked you the same scenario? And I'm like, hell no. But it's like when it's about me, the rules don't apply somehow. It's so fucking bizarre. So anyway, my point here is sometimes, sometimes you need somebody to listen to you and to tell you like, hey, I hear you and I understand why you're feeling this way, but that is just not happening and I really don't think that's going to happen and you know, just, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's the words of affirmation in me that loves that shit, but sometimes I don't want to talk at all. I don't know if that was, you know, any, any life-changing advice, but for all my anxious queens, like I said, I love you, I see you, and I'm sorry you're feeling anxious if you are, I'm right there with you, and one day at a time, that's all we can do, tomorrow's a new day, and just reminder that the feelings that you have in this moment they're temporary. All our feelings are temporary. And that is sometimes a great thing to remind yourself of, you know? So that's all I really wanted to say about myself. Let's get into this incredible episode that I have been so excited about. I will let Emma introduce herself on the pod, but I just wanted to say one thing quickly, quickly as we've been here for 10 minutes. Okay. If you've never heard of human design, or if you don't think you believe in it, or I don't know, whatever you're thinking, whatever you might be thinking, if you're skeptical, if you're whatever, I almost feel like I don't even have to say this because I know that the bitches who listen to this podcast are smart, brave, open-minded, intellectual, funny, amazing, should I go on? Like, you guys all have beautifully open minds and you're always so receptive to the topics that I give you and I just want you to carry that energy in this episode if this is a subject that you've never heard of just listen okay I used to hear people talk about this and I didn't understand it whatsoever and as soon as I learned a little bit about it I realized like holy fuck I I I could not be more identified and I just want you to go into this with an open mind. Remind yourself that it's actually a tool. Like human design, the way that I have learned to look at it is it's a tool that is only going to help my life. It's only going to enhance my life because it gives me so much information about myself. 
and information that I, you know, until this point, I feel so identified with. And it has helped make sense of a lot of things that I feel and that I like to do and that I want and different methods in which I like live. Like it's all, it, it really all makes sense to me. I just wanted to say that. And I hope you're ready to listen to Emma, who has the most beautiful, warm, inviting energy and a fabulous Australian accent. And if you haven't figured out what your human design is, I would really, really recommend pausing me for a second, even though I hate to see her go, but I love to watch her leave. If you know what I'm singing, then you know what I'm singing. Pause this episode, go to the description, click the link that says figure out your human design. It's free. It's not going to make you do any crazy shit. It's just going to tell you which design you are so that while you listen to this episode, you can like really get the most out of it and learn more about your specific design and how you can use it to enhance your life. Okay. So that is all from me. Love you guys. Enjoy. Please hit me up. Let me know what hits. Let me know what your design is. And I truly hope you enjoy this episode and if you do go give emma some love she has so many resources she has an incredible podcast i've been like diving into all of her episodes about generators because that's that is me i am her and yeah give me some love too okay you know that i am a needy bitch send this to somebody who i don't know who might love it ask your friends i've been texting everybody that i know pretty much and sending them this link and trying to get them to do or not even trying to because all they do is put in like their birth date and time and I'm just making everybody tell me what their human design is so that I can love them better you know okay that's it enjoy this episode enjoy beautiful Emma and I will see you guys next week me too I have been so looking forward to this episode for so long I don't know if I told you this when we had our mini reading but I had on my like episodes that I want to record list, I was like, I need to get a human design expert. I swear I was manifesting it because probably like a week or so later, I got an email from Taylor and she was like, I would love to introduce you to Emma. And I was like, I manifested this. So I'm, it it all worked out, but I'm so so excited. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited for our conversation. I Before we start, I would love if you could just introduce yourself, tell us a bit about what you do, where you're from, what you love, your your human design, just a little intro. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Um, okay. So um, I am, I've been working with human design now for, I think I worked out, I've, I'm in my seventh year. Um, which is pretty cool because the Ra Uruhu, who taught, who was the, the guy who kind of brought human design in, he very much talked about this seven-year deconditioning process. And to be honest, for me, I was always like, because I'm a manifesting generator, three, five, emotional authority. So I'm always in a rush. So I'm like, it's got to be quicker than that. Um, but yeah, the the story that got me here today, well, it's a long one. I've been spending the last two decades really trying to understand why humans do what they do because I was diagnosed at 28 with depression and panic disorder and given this diagnosis that I'd never heal it but I'd learn how to live with it and that just wasn't an option for me because I was in such you know pain it was it was very very challenging for me and and to the point that I was considering taking my own life and um, I remember walking out of that doctor's office and being like well that's not good enough. That diagnosis doesn't work for me. 
Um, so I'm going to find a way to heal myself. And that was the catalyst. Of course, now I look back and I'm incredibly grateful for it because I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have that. But a lot of the work that I do today is to really help people never go through that process, never be given a diagnosis that basically tells them that you're never going to feel fully yourself. You're never going to be fully alive. You're never going to know your greatness. And my journey here and the work that I've been doing for a long time now um, is really to help people unlock that magic and that power that lies within them so that they can actually live the life they came here to live. And yeah, I'm here in the beautiful town of Byron Bay in Australia. Um, I was actually interviewed on another podcast recently and she was like, oh my God, that's where the Hemsworths live, right? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> see them all the time we totally do like just in the supermarket so lucky yeah 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 it's pretty cool wow I would love to run into them like on a casual like Tuesday morning just getting your coffee I would know what to do with myself yeah it's pretty cool my my youngest son actually um he was over the road just playing soccer with his mates and they all the kids were playing and they realized that Chris Hemsworth's kids were there and my son's run up and gone Hey mate, I just want to let you know your dad's a legend. He's da 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 da. da. <laughs> and um, the next thing my son knew, uh, Chris Hemsworth comes around the corner and just comes up to him and shakes his hand and says, "Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it." So um, yeah, from our experience, they're pretty low key. You know, typically Aussie, laid back, lovely human beings. But um, yeah, I can't say that I'm good friends with them, but we do see them pretty often. So I feel like what you're saying is I need to move to Australia. Like that's where I'm going to find yeah. the love of my life yeah. for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like a lot of people will probably be, I talk a lot about mental health on this podcast and I mentioned to you as well when we did our mini reading that anxiety is one of the biggest things that I have struggled with and that I struggle with and that I learn to, that I'm trying to always learn how to manage better. And that's one of the reasons why I love learning more about myself in any capacity, whether it's human design or anything. I was, I'm very new to this. I was introduced to it, I think last year, the whole concept of human design, but I didn't even know what my type was or anything about it until this year. And I think no matter what anyone has to say about it, I think there's, there's so much to say about just learning more about yourself and different qualities about yourself and how, honestly, you know what, when I learned more about my not only like when I learned more about my zodiac sign and my chart and everything, and then learning more about human design, it's just helped me make sense of so many things. Like so many things make sense to me. I'm like, oh, that's why I'm that way. Like that's why I like this. That's why I like that. So I love it. Like I love anything that we can use as a tool to help ourselves get to know ourselves more. Yeah. So yesterday I posted a poll on my stories and I mentioned that I was recording a human design podcast and I wanted to know if my audience had knew about human design, right? And so I, the poll was, do you know about like, do you know anything about human design? Do you know human design, et cetera? So it was, the options were, yes, I know my design. I'm, I know my type. Yes, I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is and no, what the fuck is that? And most people were in the, no, what the fuck is that? And yes, I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. So I'm so excited for this episode so we can create sort of like a guide for, for my audience to just understand what human design even is, the different types and how they can implement it into their life. Yeah. So with that said, 
How about we start off nice and simple and we talk about what even is human design and what are the different I'm sure you're so sick of this question. No, no, like no. I can't even I'm imagine how many times it. you've answered this. <laughs> and like the different types or kinds. Do you say kinds? We say how do you types. Say it? Yeah, there's different types and then it's our okay. human design profile. So yeah, I'm super happy okay. to talk about all of this. I just want to jump back a little bit because you said something that's really, really important that I want to respond to. And that is that, you know, you sort of, there was a, an implication. It's like, well, it doesn't matter where it comes from, you know? And I think one of the things as my background is I'm actually a master coach. I'm a behavioral coach. Um, I'm a personality and behavioral profiler. So I've been spending a lot of years and a lot of, you know, money, time and effort investing in understanding behavioral and personality profiling. Now, that might be things like Enneagram, it might be things like um, E-Disc, it might be things like uh, Myers-Briggs, you know. And one of the things that, you know, is part of my mission is too often things that fall into the energy or the spiritual world, they get sort of tossed aside as woo-woo. And one of the things you need to understand about human design is that this is literally an energetic blueprint, okay? It's your energetic blueprint. We live in a quantum reality. It's your quantum. It's how you you actually literally inter, inter, interact with the energy. Now, so many people disregard these things because they think, well, you know, there's no research behind it. But however, that's just not true. This is literally going to give you a much better indication of who you are, the truth of you, than any of these behavioral or personality profiling tools because you have to answer questions for all of these other tools, right? Which means that on some level you're operating through the mind. Yes, you're going to be accessing some of the unconscious if you've got a good facilitator, but at the end of the day you're still thinking about the answers. With human design, you don't think about anything. You literally get your chart and you you don't, your ego, your mind, your personality, your identity, all these parts of you that you, the people, you, the person you think you are, it has no say. It has no say. So what that means is that when we fill out these these um, profiling tools and in everyday love, life, we have this thing called cognitive dissonance. And it's the gap, okay? It's the gap that we have in our personality of who we are, who we really are, and who we think we are. And when we look at ourselves through the frame of human design, that cognitive dissonance is completely minimized, if not, you know, thrown out. Um, and, and the more we decondition, the more we let go of what we call in human design the not self, but it's just the conditioned self or the shadow self or those parts of ourselves that we've created um, to, inverted commas, stay safe, then our cognitive dissonance minimizes and minimizes, which means we can live in authenticity, in alignment. We can create magic. And for me, that ultimate goal is that you then become your own guru. You are the one that goes and, and has the answers. You can, you know how to access that within you. You know how to work with the universe. You know how to um, achieve and unlock that great greatness that lies inside of you. So I loved that and I just really had to respond to it because I think I really want those people that would usually disregard these sort of tools to just be curious, just run your chart, just check it out because it will blow your mind. Because I was a non-believer, you know, I was very academic, I was all about the knowledge, I was all about, you know, um, that sort of very science-based um, information. But the thing is, is that the science actually backs up all of this. So that would be my first invitation. Please, if you on any level are curious about this, 
be open-minded, all right? Because it will change your life. It really will. I love that you said that. And I also think the only thing I can add to that is I think people judge things they don't understand, but they would rather judge things, not always, I'm just generalizing, they would rather judge things than be open-minded and be yeah. like, you know what? I, I, I'm i not typically into these things, whatever you think these things are, but let me just hear somebody out. So, and I, but I feel like, I feel like I love the audience I've built so much on here because they're so receptive to new information and so willing to hear different um, perspectives. And I also feel like, you know what, you don't, you're not going to agree with everybody in life. That's fine. But there's no harm in just listening and taking, I always say at the beginning of my episodes, I always, always say when I'm intro introducing the episode, I say, take what you need and leave the rest. And that's just how I view anything too. And when I'm listening to a a podcast or if I'm reading a book, I'm not going to like everything they're saying. I'm not going to agree with everything they're saying. I take the bits that I want to apply and that's it. So, but I think so often people will judge things because they just don't understand them. And you're so right about that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And people judge things because of their identity and they do that because of um, their conditioning, because of the person that they think they should be as opposed to the real person, the person they really are in their heart, in their gut, in their body, in their soul and their spirit. So I love all of that. And human design is really aligned to that. It is actually telling you that there, there is no one like you, you know, it's referred to as the science of differentiation and it's about building the trust and love in self and the trust and love in the universe. And then understanding that you can then go out in the world and have a huge impact. And I know for me, um, and so many of my clients, it's also very much about healing because what's a healing journey? Mm-hmm. A healing journey is letting go of all the pieces of yourself that you've created to be someone that you're not right. Or they're the pieces of you that you've created or you've experienced trauma. And human design lets you let go of those things and process those things in light speed because, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. But I want to come back to the question specifically that you asked me. So, um, yeah, when with human design, when you first come to it, we actually talk about types, okay? So that's really like the high-end um, macro level, okay? And what that means is it kind of puts you in one of five groups. And there's there's five types. So there's a manifester, a generator, then there's a hybrid called a manifesting generator. Then we've got um, a projector and a reflector. And I want you to imagine that all these types are all a part of a journey, okay? So the manifester is here to inspire people into action, okay? So these are the people who initiate. They're people who are all about you know, creating a movement, starting something, being inspired, and then putting it in action. They're not necessarily people who are going to complete things. They're also people that when creativity and inspiration is moving through them, they're going to be like on a mission. Okay. And they might be someone who can be quite polarizing because when they're on a mission, they don't really give a two hoots about what anyone else is doing. They're just so Like I'm on this, I'm getting it done. So the manifester is a really powerful energy. They're all powerful in their own way, but they're they're a person that you're going to know when when a manifest has walked in the room, you know that they're there. Um, They can also be very, you know, you either love a manifester, a particular person, you're either like, oh my God, this person's amazing. And I'm like, I'm on this train. Or you might be, yeah, they're not for me. And that's okay because what's really important for a manifester is to understand that, you are not here to please everyone. 
you have a mission and your mission is to inspire people into action. So if you're not being authentically you and you're weird and you're crazy and you're big, then you're not inspiring the people you need to inspire that are going to build something, okay, that are going to really expand something. What do you see typically manifestors doing for a career? Like I know that's such a uh, broad question, but because you said they lead, but is it more like, and they're, they're here to inspire. So I'm wondering what roles you typically see them take. So this is a great question. And as we move towards what we in human design call the new paradigm, so we're living under one theme at the moment and we're moving to a new theme. It's kind of like in astrology, you'll hear about the age of Aquarius that we've just gone into. So we're moving into the new paradigm in 2027. So everything's getting really, that's why uh, through our frame, everything's in chaos because it's all shifting. In the past, the manifesto might look like a king or a queen or a president or something like that. Okay. However, that is not the truth now. Okay. The manifestors can be leading anywhere, you know, and it depends so much more in the depths and the details of the chart, what, you know, really comes to life, but old school, that's what they look like. But the one thing also, so as a manifestor, you want to be authentically you, you are not here to please everyone. So you need to let go of people pleasing because a lot of them have people pleasing issues. Um, And understand that you also potentially are not someone here to complete. You really are someone who is here to inspire, to start something and then delegate because you're what we call a non-cycle being. We have three types that are non-cycle beings, which is the manifester, the projector and the reflector. And these are people who are not designed to work a nine to five job. They don't have consistent energy to work all the time. So the manifester could work like, 24 7 for two weeks and then once that energy to work is gone then they must rest they must play okay then the next type we have is the generator and the generator they literally they get exactly they get inspired into action and the reason though how they know they're being inspired into action is that they get lit up they get excited they're pumped like oh my god I've just learned this thing and now I want to build something I want to create something I want to And the generator is someone who does work. The generator types or the cycle beings, um, which is the generator and the manifesting generator, they want to work. You know, one conversation I have a lot within my community is like generator or MG women with young children who've decided to stay at home, they can find that really painful. They can find it really challenging. And that was my story when my kids were little because I felt so guilty that all I wanted to do was work. All I wanted to do is, you know, build a business or do the thing. Um, And generator types are here to work and to build and to create. Now, the key with being a generator is it's all about being lit up, okay? You're here to respond to life. You're here to feel excited about something. And if you don't feel excited, then that is a direct indicator that you are going in the wrong direction. Or, you're doing a thing called functional burnout. The non-sacral beings, when they burn out, it's really obvious because they can't get off the couch, they can't get out of bed. Um, you know, they might even have immune disorders. Like it's really obvious that they're burnt out. With the generator types, it's not obvious. They can still turn up to the job. They can still do the thing, but it's like they lose their entire lust for life. They lose their passion and this this enthusiasm and excitement. Um, and you can hear it in the tone in my voice because I'm an MG, right? They lose that passion. And when they lose that passion, that means that they're in burnout or functional burnout, okay? And they have to rest. They have to play. They need to find what lights them up again. And it might be as simple as 
you know, going out and deciding to take yourself out for lunch and just letting whatever food light you up, light you up and starting to get that feeling in your gut again of that excitement to go after something, to chase something. Now with a generator, they're very attractive people and the way that they move through the world is they're in response. So let's say you get excited by something, you want to build a business, all you have to do is be excited and follow that white rabbit, okay? You just have to follow that white rabbit and as you do, the universe is going to dish you up a bunch of stuff to respond to. Uh Uh-huh, that's good. I have energy for that. Uh Uh-uh, I don't have energy for that. It's a really simple yes no response. Okay. And if you just follow the yes, no, instead of yes. And then the mind jumping in and go going, well, you shouldn't do this and you should do that. And da, 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 da. if you can let go of the mind stuff and just follow the, uh-huh, uh-huh, then you're going to create something amazing for you. Whatever amazing and success is defined by you, that's what you'll create. Then the next piece, uh, the next type is a manifesting generator. So it's a hybrid of the two. Okay. So if you're a manifester, then you're here to inspire people into action. Um, you, If you're a generator, you're here to do the work, to build something. Now, an MG is a kind of a hybrid of the two. It's a non-linear being, okay? And this was something that blew my mind when I first heard it, like, because these are people that I remember when I was at school and I went to um, what we call a career advisor and they was like, well, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I was like, um, I'd rather poke myself in the eye than do one thing for the rest of my life. Like I just don't want to do that. And an MG, and sometimes depending on if you've got the gate 34, this can be resonant for other types, but with MGs, they're non-linear. They want to do a bit of this and a bit of that, and they jump all over the place. They're the ones that, you know, would often be in jobs for a shorter period of time. Um, and what happens is that you get to a certain place in your life and you look back and you're like, oh my goodness, all these pieces that I thought, I thought I was just being scattered. I was all over the place. I can't commit to anything. All of a sudden the puzzle pieces make sense and you can see the common thread that goes through each thing because a manifesting generator is here to do it differently. They're here to be a little bit superhuman. They're here to break things and remake things. They're they're going to be the ones that kind of fall down and get back up because they want to mess up the status quo. They want to find a better, faster way for everybody. So That's the way they tend to live their life. So as an MG, you have to give yourself permission to, again, when you walk into a room, people know you're there. So oftentimes MGs will have shut themselves down over time. So let yourself be that big energy. Let yourself be that, um, you know, that spark of light. People want to hear what you have to say, okay? Um, And don't apologize going back to that manifesto piece. Like you're not going to please anyone, everyone. So just please your people, okay? What's Sorry, I have a question. What's like the biggest difference between a generator and a manifesting generator? Would you say generators are more by the book or enjoy rules more since you said manifesting generators want to break the status quo? Um, Or what would you say is like one of the biggest differences? I love that. Great question. So with a generator, what's going to tend to happen is they find something that they love and they're going to stick to it. They're going to be like, oh my God, this is so good. I'm going to, I want to go deeper. I want to go wider. I want to add things to it. I just, and then they focus on this one thing, right? With a manifesting generator, what's going to happen is that they find this inverted commas one thing and then they're like, oh, but what about that that thing over there? Oh, what about that thing over there? Hey, what about if I put them all together? So the manifesting generator, oftentimes they're the ones that they think that they're quitters. They're the ones that can't focus on anything. A lot of times they get diagnosed Mm. with things like ADHD, but really, 
they're designed to be kind of all over the place. You know, having said that, they also can use it in an unresourceful way and not commit to the things that um, they're designed to commit to. But that's kind of be the, going to be the fundamental difference. A generator is going to go down one path and be quite comfortable with one path in many cases. That's not to say that they won't change later on, but when they're with their one thing, they'll be with their thing. Whereas an MG will tend to be with a bunch of stuff and then jam them all together. Does that make sense? Totally. I'm a generator, but I feel I feel identified with both of these things because I have ADHD, love to do a lot of different things, but the biggest difference there is I don't love to combine all the different things. I like to have things in categories and have very specific categories just for my mind to like be okay and at ease. But I will say one of the biggest things that highlight that was highlighted for me in our reading was that when I like something, I really stick to it. And that is so applicable to me with everything, even as simple as what I like to eat. I told you this, like I eat the same thing every single day and I am so happy about it. And people would always give me shit. And my like when I go home, like with my mom and everybody in my house, they're like, aren't you bored? Like, don't you want something? I'm like, no, like this is what I like. Like, this is what feels good to me. Like I actually enjoy this. I don't want to have options. I want to have options with men. I don't want to have options with anything else. With everything else, I don't want to think about it. I just want to in and out and be as efficient as possible. And that was one of the biggest things that was highlighted when we did our reading. But also when you told me that, and this is something I've, you, you asked me, you said, do you feel identified with either really wanting to do something or not even wanting to have anything to do with it at all? And that is literally, I think how my friends would describe me. Like, if I want to do something, I will do it. And you will know I'm either going to do it or I'm, I couldn't be less interested. Like (laughs) there's no gray, there's no gray for me. And so I loved when you said that to me, when you said, you know, when you want to do something and it's true, I do. Do I sometimes convince myself otherwise, or do I sometimes toy with myself and say like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just a little anxious. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just my anxiety that it, no, I know. I, I truthfully know when something is Attract, attractive to me when something when I when I will want to do something when I will want to participate in something whether it's a friend an event uh, whatever it is I really really know and it's almost like an ins- it's almost like a a very instantaneous thing like I'm I'm not someone who needs a lot of time to decide whether or not I like something or someone and I feel like some people might not agree with that because sometimes. Some things maybe take time or some things maybe, you know, it takes a little bit of time to see if you like somebody or not. Like, I just fucking know. I don't know. It's like, it's weird. I don't, and I'm usually always right, I will say. Yeah. And this is the thing. And it's not weird. It's bang on because, I mean, we're not, we probably won't get into authority today, but that's your authority. You have sacral authority and sacral authority knows in any moment, yes, I have energy for this or no, I don't. It's a yes yeah. or it's a no. Totally. Um, and I love the food piece as well for you. Like it's in your PHS, you know, you yeah. are discerning, you know what you like and you know what you don't like. And I will go as far to say is that it's the same with men, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know what you like and you know what you don't like. And I the know more you immediately, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing. It, it, it's resonant for you. And what I love is 
you know, you said I kind of resonate with both because like I said, you've got the gate 34. So you have this energy within you that is multi-passionate, but at the end of the day, it comes back to that gut response for you. Yes, I'm in. No, I'm not. And trusting that because one of the fundamental um, power or powers that sit within human design and the, the sort of the guidance that we get from it is the purpose of human design is to get out of the mind and into the body where yeah. the, where the wisdom lies. And once we listen to our authority, which, which is in the body, magic happens. We just have to learn not to let the mind get involved and have an opinion. Totally. I feel like I used to do this a lot as I would say yes, or maybe to things or situations or people that I knew immediately were actually a no, but I either didn't want to voice a no, I felt bad, I felt guilty, the list goes on, right? And I feel like we are doing ourselves the biggest disservice when we are saying yes to shit we actually have no interest in doing. And the same way that I'm so yes or no, I'm the same way with my energy as well. Like if I'm saying yes to something and maybe I just have to do it for whatever reason and I don't want to, I, you are not going to get the best show. Like I, it is not going to be my best work whatsoever. Yeah. And it's bang on. So, and this is exactly how, how generators work, you know, like, and this is the shadow side is that they say, yes, they, they feel obligated and they say, yes. And it goes for MGs as well. And I have exactly the same experience with my podcast to the point where, you know, a large part of, um, of me, I have to have an experience of someone. I have to have an experience Mm -hmm. of something or someone before I know. And, you know, I'm exactly the same with my podcast. Like for in the beginning, I would go, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And then I'd get on and I'd be like, crickets, like I am not feeling this. So now I'm like, I I have to have an experience of the people that come on because my body is going to tell me if, if we're a good fit or not. And by trusting that body wisdom and authority wisdom, you know, like magic has happened. I mean, I, I am, this, this is the beauty of my life experience is that you know, I often joke, like I'm very successful. I've got a very successful podcast. I make a lot of money. I do what I love, but I don't teach any of those things specifically because what I know is how I did that. So I teach everyone else how they do that instead of teaching them about money or teaching them about success or teaching them about relationships. I teach them how they tap into themselves to answer all those questions for themselves and become their own guru so they can create this magical life. And I think, you know, even talking to you and doing your unpack, like so much of that you have, um, you know, instinctively gone and trusted that sacral. You have trusted that guidance. And I do believe that the more you run your experiment, you're going to heal that anxiety of yours. You're going to heal those things because all the anxiety is, the code of anxiety is it's fear of the future, right? It's someone that gets yeah, stuck totally. in the future. And the more you trust your, your gut and your sacral that has no story, it's not like, yes, I have energy because, or no, I have energy because, or I don't have energy. It's yes or no. And the more you can trust the yes or no and that being enough, those things just, they just start to fall away, you know? Um, but I want to get back. Let's get back to projectors, the next type. Um, projectors are another non-sacral being. Uh, so they are very much designed like uh, manifestors and reflectors not to work a nine-to-five job. They only have a certain amount of energy. And depending on the more, you know, the, the depths of their charts, um, that's going to sort of be a little bit fluid. But just think that they're not designed to do a nine-to-five job, okay? 
Now, projectors are kind of like our new type of leader. They're here, they're guides. They're on planet Earth to be seen and to be recognized for their wisdom. The wisdom that they have is they have this ability to read energy. Because they have a lot of openness in their chart, they're very empathetic and they can kind of see how other people are using their energy. Are they using it well? Are they using it not so well? Um, The challenge for a projector is they must be seen and recognized. So people must see the wisdom in you before you offer it. And in so many cases with projectors, because we live in this world that we're like, that we're taught, you know, take massive action, get out there, initiate, start things, do things. And for a projector, this is the worst advice ever because if they try to, you know, like market in those old school, which are actually sort of more manifest ways to to market, um, if they do those things, nothing happens and they end up feeling like no one sees them, no one listens to them, no one appreciates them. Um, and at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're magical. Like we need to listen to them. So you imagine like you and I, as the generator and the manifesting generator, we've been inspired interaction. We're building something and you know, me, I'm a little bit messier about it. The MG tends to be a bit messier and I'll run around and I always joke, like, just let me run into walls a few times before me, you know, you, you, you let me, you know, give me this wisdom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and as we're building, right, the projector comes in and says, you know, the, or the projector comes in and we say, hey, you're a wise person or you're good at this or I would love your opinion on something and they get invited in. And once they get invited in, they're going to go, have you ever thought of this? What about that? And in that moment, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, wow, okay, that feels really good. I'm going to go with that. And what they're doing is they're highlighting an efficiency. They're showing you a better way. They're giving you something um, and all types get guided by the gener- by the projectors. Um, and but especially for us because it, it helps us magnify, okay, when we listen to our projectors. Now, if you're a projector and you feel you're unseen and no one's no one listens to you, and yes, you have all this wisdom and you were the one, you were Hermione, right? If you know Harry Potter, you were Hermione, like you always had the answers, but everyone was like, oh, for goodness sake, put your hand down. But yeah, you're actually like <laughs> The, the reason people aren't seeing you and valuing you is because you're not seeing you and valuing you. You have to be okay with going, I'm really good at this. I've researched this. I love this. I'm passionate about this. I have a lot to give here and not force your opinion, not force what you see, not force your guidance on anyone else. Because until you're invited in, until you value you and what you what lies within you, no one else is going to see it. But the moment you value you, oh my goodness, you get invited in, like invited in so much. Um, And then you really like, then magic happens, you know, magic happens. Yeah. Um, So then the final type we have is a reflector and reflectors are like 1% of the global population. Um, They're, they're pretty rare and they are, oftentimes you're going to hear them described as like magical or unicorns or and it's so unresourceful so if you're a reflector and you're getting that sort of feedback come and check out my stuff because we don't talk about you like that (laughs) a reflector is very much here what they do is they literally reflect back a community or a group of people or a business the people that they're around they're reflecting back and it's basically giving you a really honest view into where people are at if you have to reflect a friend and you have, you know, something about them irritates you, well, let me be very clear. That is not them. It's you. 
Um, you know, it's exactly. You. It's you. Like even from my point of view, coaching reflectors, I have to be very careful that I'm not just seeing me in them, you know, that I'm asking lots and lots of questions to clarify what I think I'm seeing before I ever offer guidance because they are just constantly reflecting back information. Now, one of the things about being a reflector is that you have to find, we all have to find consistency in our chart, but for you, you need to find that consistency. And it's just about finding those themes and deeper in your chart, there's a lot of places that you can look, but understanding that your magic is all about how you see energy. You can see energy coming in such a minute way. Um, but know that everyone else's energy is being reflected through through you. In fact, you're amplifying it and for reflecting it back, okay? So you're going to think you love something or you're going to think you want to go somewhere for dinner or you're going to think that your, um, you know, life's work is something as long as you're with one person and then you move away and you're like, oh, my God, now it's not that. Um, and as a reflector, just understanding that you have this more fluid way of being, um, you 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 make your decisions over time, okay? Like a lot of time. And just letting yourself take time to, to especially the bigger decisions, you know, take a long time. We actually talk about like a whole moon cycle, 28 days. So, wow. and paying super attention to the people and environments that you're in. Because if the people that you're with don't, don't feel good and the environment that you're in doesn't feel good, then it's going to be harder for you to make correct decisions for yourself, okay? Um, and you really want to look after your energy, okay? Because you want to have time on your own, time in your own aura, time in nature to really feel into those deeper levels of who you are um, because you really are a powerful, powerful being when you trust that ebb and flow, that that inconsistency, that, you know, oh, I like this now and now I like that. But over time, over 28 days, you know, it may be even longer, you're going to be like, okay, so here are how all the pieces come together. But you're a magic, a magician at energy and seeing other people's energy. That's kind of a really quick summary of all the types. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So I, I love to know the way Thank you for giving us the overview, by the way. Um, I love to know the way that the people in my life show love and receive love because I like to make sure the people in my life are feeling loved by me, you know? And I also know that we all show and receive love in very different ways. So that's something that is a priority for me now. I really try to either find out or ask just how people feel loved and appreciated. How important do you think it is for us to know the, t- the human design of the people that we are very close to? Like, why do you think it might be really important or why maybe not? Great question. Um, I think the, the simple answer is yes, it's important. It couldn't be more important because one of the things that the way the human brain works and human behavior works is that we do not see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we see everyone through the frame of who we are, what we like, how we like to be loved, how we want to be taken care of, all of those things. And then when we start to understand our human design and that just just at a type level, our family and the people closest to us, it changes everything. Okay, so let me give you an example of this. Um, My husband and I, we've coming up to our 22 year wedding anniversary. We've been together a long time. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, and in the early years, you know, like we, we got married, um, 
we um, took a bit of a while. I had a, I had a career. He had a career. I'd always been like, you know, when I was a kid, I was very aligned to I'm, I want, I want to be like the primary breadwinner. I want to, you know, have a big impact. I want to, like, I was a very driven person. Um, but I fell into my conditioning and we got married. And then by the time we had kids, because, um, you know, I had my own abandonment issues with my mom. So I was like, I have to be at home with the kids. So I forced myself to stay home. My husband had the big corporate job and it was awful. I was miserable. He was miserable. And I was constantly frustrated because I was like, dude, can't you do everything? Just do more and do this and do the, da, da. um, and he was frustrated because he didn't feel seen or, or acknowledged or appreciated. And I, through a lot of work, behavioral work, we very much healed a lot of those things. But when, and this is the magic of human design, okay, because your human design is about the quantum, okay, is what we live in. We live in the quantum reality. We live in the, like, we are energy. And when we started our um, human design experiment, it was really crazy because by this stage, my, our kids were a bit older. I was, I had a, a very successful but part-time business um, and all I wanted, like all I wanted in my heart was just to be like, can you just all stand aside so I can do this thing? And of course, the universe gave us this opportunity. Um, and the opportunity was that he got the, he got the um, opportunity to take a retrenchment package. And something inside of me said, I'll do it. I'll replace your, you know, I think it was at the time, like $350,000 a year corporate job. I'll do it. I'll replace it. Um, and in that moment, this is where we started to really understand our design. So he's a projector. He was never designed to be doing this big corporate job. Yet here's right. me like champing at the bit, wanting to be like all in with my business and to grow this thing. Like dying to work. Exactly. And then so what happened was that we started to really see each other, the truth of each other. And it also really helped us to heal our relationship because what had happened was I wasn't that sort of you know, big and driven energy anymore. I'd sort of like shrunk down and put myself in a box and he's kind of like, who are you? Where did you go? Um, and he's trying to bust his ass doing a job that, you know, he's not designed to be doing. And as we started to follow our, our design and, you know, our strategy and authority, everything started to change. Our, our relationship healed, you know, like projectors are designed to have naps all day. I could never understand. Like, why can't you just drive oh my God, for I, two hours? My, my worst nightmare is having a nap. Like I'm the same. I, I'm the same. Why would you? It's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing with projectors is and even like even manifestors and, and reflectors, they nap, you know, they nap. I could never understand why he couldn't do all the things that I was doing. Like, how can you not do all those things? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm not seeing you. I'm not recognizing you. I'm not listening to you. And as a projector, they need that, right? Same as I, I wasn't giving myself permission to be big and take up space and be determined and like, get out of my way, I'm coming through. So we started to see each other for the truth of who we are. But to amplify that even more, like we now have two kids and we don't raise them the way most people raise them. We raise them in alignment to their design. And we've got two MG children who you know, we know that they need to be informed. We know that they need yes, no questions. We know that they need, you know, an, enough rope, if you like. So yeah. when you understand the type of, if you have a manifestor partner, let's say, like this is an energetically independent human being. So if you have codependency issues or control issues, that being with a manifestor is going to be crash. hard. 
Yeah. yeah, they're going to want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. You know, it's one of the things within our relationship as an MG for me, I'm energetically independent and and I felt so tied down and trapped and all of those things. Whereas now I'm like, I feel free to be me because I, I all I have to do is inform. I just have to tell my loved ones. So at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you have a manifester, you need to inform them and they need to inform you, but understand they don't need you, but they want you. So, you, you you know, you cannot control a manifesto. You cannot tell them what to do, but my God, you can love them and they will love you. With a generator, like a generator has to be allowed to work. You have to understand that a generator also, you know, like you have to give them boundaries. You have to let them have their boundaries because they are superhuman. They can, you know, they can do so much, but you have to, it has to be okay for them not to has to be okay for them to put their feet up. It has to be okay for them not to be the one that always does everything. You know, in the MGs, that's the, the you know, a bit of the, the manifester and the generator, that's an MG. They have to be allowed to be big and in, independent, um, but also not taken advantage of that, that they can do everything. And that was very much my story. I felt like I'm freaking doing everything. And I really was because I had the energy, but I didn't have the boundaries to say, oi, you need to help out here. Um, with a projector, they need to be seen. They need to be recognized. They need to be listened to in a relationship. And the moment you do that um, and, and invited, you know, like invite them into a conversation and invite them to the dinner table, invite them to um, the movies. And I know it sounds weird, but trust me, if you do this, it's a game changer. And then with reflectors, sorry, go ahead. Do you have something? Oh, no. I was going to say, after we did our mini reading, I started texting all my best friends. I'm like, what's your human design? <laughs> like making everybody take take a quiz. But my best friend, one of my best friends is a projector. And what you're saying is so on point because I, I can't shut up to save my life. And I love to talk. I love to not necessarily argue or debate or anything, but I'll go there if you want to. But I just love to talk. I love to converse. I love, I love to hear people, people out. And I will tell you what I think. I will sit there and ask you questions. Like I am that person. And I used to be incredibly shy. And then something went like this in my brain. And now this is what we have. But I love it. My, my best friend, she is outgoing when she's comfortable, but she's not, she's a projector. Like I said, she's not she won't be the first one to start to initiate a conversation like that, or maybe to initiate her opinion or maybe to initiate what she thinks about something. But as soon as you open the door and as soon as you ask, or like you said, or like you said, like you're saying, initiate with, with them, it's like balls to the wall. So it's so crazy how it's like, I can really, really see these, these qualities. And I think ultimately this is just such an incredible tool to have for a million reasons, but the more you understand the people in your life, the better your relationship will be. Like, it's just, it's so simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it because you start to see people as they are. You see them for who yeah. they are. You value what they have that you don't have. You value the wisdom that lies within them. You treat them the way they're designed to be treated. And all of yeah. those things are so different, you know, like, I think that that's the beauty of human design. Like one of the things with my husband is he actually has this particular gate called the gate of the fighter. And it's a really powerful gate. Like it's higher expressions like, um, you know, it's the warrior of light. It has this ability to, um, you know, convert, almost like has the energy to converse with nature, with energy, with animals, with with all this beautiful, it's a beautiful energy. But in its shadow, it's someone who just picks a fight. And I remember being like, oh, wow. 
That's this just not sense. my energy. It's not my fight. So, yeah. you know, whenever he gets in one of those moods, and it's not like we argue, we don't really argue, yeah. but if he gets in one of those moods, I'm just like, oh, it's not my fight. And I can literally just You're let like, go okay, of bye. energy and it never affects me anymore, you know? Now, I just want to talk quickly to the reflector, just really, really quickly, because if you have a reflector in your in relationship with the reflector, then one of the things you want to be doing is be really, you need to be squeaky clean because whatever um, you're seeing in them is in you. So a reflector in relationships, you want to be with someone who makes you feel really great, okay? And if that person doesn't make you feel great, then that's not your person. If you're in relationship with someone with a reflector um, and you're seeing stuff in them that you don't like, it's in you. So often if you're with a reflector, you want to do your own work, you know, do your own work because that's giving them the gift of a really beautiful, stable, consistent relationship. I feel like there's so much noise and conversation about human design on social media. And I feel like it's, I mean, I'm sure for you, it's more amplified. I I think for me, I keep hearing more and more about it. Like, I feel like the conversation keeps growing, which is amazing. But I would love if you could tell us, like, I'm sure there's tons, but if I ask you what's one misconception that you hear online, what's one of the ones that, like, bothers you the most? Look, I think that you've absolutely nailed it. The thing with human design is it's massively expanding right now. Um, but people are actually missing the point. What they're doing is because we're so taught and in the marketing world to become the expert, pick something and dive in. So they're doing that and they're adding all this extra to human design that you really don't need. And it's, it's, a lot of it's not true um, and a lot of it's confusing. Um, so one of the big things, like even type, like we teach type as a how you sort of a jumping off point but it's not actually part of the original teachings. It's just a way that we can start to group people together to make sense of it. Um, so right. a lot of the misconceptions is if you hear, you know, if you're a, if you're a, this type, then you do this, that it's just, it's, there is not one standard for anyone. So what you want to look for, and I mean, a lot of the work that we do we talk about making human design made simple okay so we take out all the things that you don't need to know so whenever people tell you like you'll see things like oh if you're a if you're a um, a generator then you'll have these fears or you'll have this shadow Mm, maybe maybe not Um, you know if you're a projector you don't have any energy ah that's not true you can have three other three other motors so there could be energy in there sorry it's to interrupt you it's so crazy the power of words right because that could easily turn into I've seen I've seen the posts that you're talking about and or something similar and it it can almost rapidly turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy if you read something like that and you're like oh exactly it it says I don't have energy cool then I don't have energy and that's why I'm tired no exactly maybe you're tired because you're actually living completely in an unaligned way and you're doing shit that you don't love and that's why you're tired. Like maybe that's why you're tired. Exactly. Or if it says like, oh, you, you do on. you do this, this, and this, and maybe I don't do any of those things and then I start to feel bad because I don't do those things. So it's like- Yeah. Or you create the belief system that gets you doing those things and it's still a belief system and that is spot on. And this is one of the things for me that I'm always banging on about is like- yeah. 
what is true for you? Human design is an experiment. When you run the experiment, you you pay attention to the results that you get. Unfortunately, way too many people, they don't actually understand human des- design at a grassroots level. So they're, they're just teaching their knowledge. So what, what's happening is you're going from one dogma, and that might be the Catholic church, that might be personal development, that might be whatever dogma, whatever. And dogma is like someone telling you who you are, right? And then you're just going to the human design dogma. Oh, I'm a projector, therefore I have no energy. That's not freaking true. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like I am an expert and I've been doing this a long time and I've helped my clients and, you know, thousands of people get amazing results, but I didn't do it. They did it. They ran their experiment. They discovered what was true for them. And I think that that is the biggest thing. If anyone tells you who you are, if you go and get your human design read by someone and they say, you do this and you do this and this is who you are, that is not who you are. It is not who you are. This is your energy. One of my favorite quotes that Ra Uruhu, who's the guy who brought all this in, he talks about, he's like, the thing about human design is, is it's an experiment. And even if we have an exactly the same, you know, um, chart, which is, it's very rare to have exa- exactly the same chart. Um, even for twins, like even twins will have variations within their chart mm-hmm. um, in many cases. But one of the things to understand is that your chart is nothing more than that. It's a chart. Then you bring it to life. And the example that he gives is it's like, there are, there's one Romeo, you know, um, Shakespeare wrote one Romeo, right? All those lines, thousands of people, thousands of people have played Romeo and not two of those people have done it the same way. Right. And this is what human design is all about. It's like, you can get your blueprint, but what I want you to be curious about, I want you to become your own guru. What is true for you? What happens in your life? What are the stories that you've created that are blocking you? from, you know, experiencing your greatness that, that that lies inside. So that would be the thing. Like, don't trust everything that you read, run the experiment. And if it's true for you, great, thumbs up, move on. If it's not, then try something else. I love that. And as we unfortunately wrap up, because I would love to ask you 57 million questions, I think one of the most important things about what you just said is to be wary in any regard of your sources and where you're getting your information, right? So If somebody who's listening to this episode, because a lot of my audience doesn't know what this is, which is so exciting. I'm so excited for everybody to like learn more. Can we get two different options of where they can learn more from you? So maybe one option for somebody who does want to invest, who does have the capacity to do something like that. And then maybe if they don't want to do that yet, maybe they just want to explore, they just want to figure it out. Where can they go? to you or on your website or what do you recommend are like the first initial steps for more information? Love it. So this is a brilliant question and, and you're absolutely bang on. You want to pay attention to who you're learning from because there's so many people and a lot of my community, a lot of my people come to me because they've certified somewhere else and they still don't get it. They don't get it for themselves and they sure as hell can't help other people with it. Okay. So if you, um, the first thing to do is to go to my website, which is emmadunwoody.com and get your free chart. Just put your details in there. You have to have an accurate time of birth. Um, put your details in there, get your chart, and then just go over to my podcast, the Human Design Podcast. Go to the episode that says start here and you can start to unpack your design because my Amazing. entire 
podcast is all about just the things that matter, okay? There's all this extra fluff and people, as I say, people have added all this extra stuff that's just not true. That That's not there, okay? But what is there is how you can run your experiment, what's true for you. Then if you want to have fast um, transformational results, then you come and join my program. It's called HDX, the Human Design Experience. Um, and this is an incredible community. Like one of the the things that is so powerful about it is it's like-minded people. We actually had someone join recently and she jumped into the Facebook group and she was like, oh my God, this is the community I was looking, I've been looking for forever. This is where all the cool kids hang out. Like now I get it. So HDX is that place where not only are you going to get this amazing community, but you're going to get the experiment, everything that you need. So if you're new to human design, it's brilliant, but also as I say, I get a lot of people that have certified they've been doing their experiment, but it's not clicking. They're not integrating. They can't get the results. I have a lot of those people in there as well. And we do a lot of more advanced stuff in there um, for, for those people as well. So check out HDX. It is freaking awesome. Amazing. Everything will be linked. I love your podcast and um, I hope everybody taps into it now. Do you do mini readings like the one we did? Can anybody find you for that as well? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You can, um, you can book in and do, I call them an unpack session because the one thing with me, as you would have noticed, like, I don't just tell you, I just don't tell you what's in your chart. I literally ask you what's going on for you. What do you want to change? What do you want to amplify? Um, and then we go into the chart. So it's very, and, and as I said, I'm also a behavioral coach. So I bring in a lot of, you know, I'll see the beliefs or, or, um, the blocks or whatever it is. So that's an unpack session. Again, you can find that on my website. You can find it, um, you know, on my Instagram, and I also have like a free Facebook group. I'm doing an Insta live today. So there's a lot of resources for you to get to know me first, um, but lots of places where you can start to really completely transform your life as well if you're ready to invest. Amazing. My last two questions for you. What, have, has it ever happened that you are speaking to somebody who just simply does not feel identified with their with their type? And if so, like, what do you say to them? Yeah, I love that. It's a great question. And there's a lots of, lots of times, lots of times people have been to so Oh, so it's people. common. It's yeah. more common maybe. Yeah. Okay. Because people will come and they'll say, or they'll say like, I resonate with this, this, and this, but I don't resonate with this. And that's because, okay. and it goes back to this dogma, right? It come, goes back to, well, you've been reading all the memes on Instagram about how you should be. And it's not true, you know, like type, let's say types just about how your energy works. Whereas all the themes, all the superpowers, um, you know, all the depths of who you are sit underneath that. So oftentimes if you feel like you don't resonate, it's because, you know, there's deeper things within your chart that, um, that you need to tap into or you're in a shadow state. So one of the things I see a lot is, um, you know, people might say, oh, I don't resonate with that. Um, and then I'll just ask the question in a different way and they'll be like, oh, and it's because there's, there's a part of them, they're just resisting themselves. They're resisting who they are. That's what we do when we're highly conditioned, right? So that's the other piece. Like if it doesn't resonate um, at first, you want to question yourself, like really does it not resonate or am I resisting this? That's the other thing that I see. Totally. Because I, I mean, I couldn't have identified myself more and I don't even I'm sure there's like so much more that I need to, you know, dive into that I just I just don't even know yet. But I I haven't come across yet any moment where I'm like, nope, not me. Like that's why if anyone starts to learn more and they take your uh they they figure out their type, their kind, and they're like, wow, this is crazy. 
I can't recommend doing a reading enough because I feel like it's a, well, I don't know, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if people do them constantly. I'm sure they can if they want to get um, reassurance or validation or clear or clarity about something. But I also think you can look at it as just, it's like a one-time investment really to literally understand yourself better. Skip three coffees next week and get a little reading and understand like why you are the way that you are. Like truly, I, I think it's, it's, it's just fascinating. I'm like fascinated by it and I can't wait to learn more. Yeah. My last question. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Go for it. I just want to add to that because the big thing about, especially with, you know, the, the unpacks that I do, like imagine it's a quantum leap. Okay. These, they are a bigger investment than you're going to find with a lot of other people. Um, but that's because the sessions that you like literally lives, lives change from unpack sessions. They're, they are a quantum leap. Um, and even if you can't invest in that much at the moment, you know, like go and look at something like HDX because that teaches you how to dive in. It takes a bit longer, but it's going to make you the expert. And that's the beauty of it. And in HDX, you know, you get the opportunity to be on hot seats. So, you know, you'll get time with me as well. But yeah, I think that's really important. I love that. It's a quantum leap. For somebody who doesn't know what that means, what does that mean? Okay, so a quantum leap is um, in the transformational world, okay, we're always talking about like we want to get from A to B as fast as we possibly can. What a quantum leap is, and it's something that we're doing more and more, is that in the old world, we thought that we had to know all the steps to get the results we want to get, right? And when we do that, what we actually do is we shut down a thing called the quantum possibilities, the quantum, because we live in an energetic world that's full of possibility. Um, you know, if you can feel the way you want to be or who you want to be or what you want to have in your life, and you don't try and work out the steps, then the quantum possibilities remain open. And what that means is when we quantum leap, we're like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to feel free. I want to feel that I'm doing what I love. I want to feel whatever. When we quantum leap, we kind of get to that place so much faster because we haven't like decided, well, I have to go this way through the mind. I have to take this step, then this step, then this step, then this step, because that makes it longer, you know? But if we trust right. the universe and with human design, we talk about trusting strategy and authority and our strategy is how the universe speaks to us. Authority is how we um, connect to our own decision-making authority and wisdom. Then all of a sudden we get from point A to, to point Z without even realizing it. It's like, oh my God, I never believed that was possible. That's a quantum leap. You get there faster and you're like, I would never have expected it to happen that way. Does that answer the question? Is that clear enough? Absolutely. My last question for you, and I just want to thank you so much for this conversation. It's incredible. I feel like so insightful. I love talking to you. I love your energy. I love everything that you're doing and sharing. And I'm just so grateful because I feel like my audience is going to love this. Um, oh, I'm so I'm grateful. Thank you. And I really hope it really supports their journey. I feel like it definitely will. And my last question, which is kind of a hard question, but if somebody... If somebody can only take one thing from this episode, one thing about human design from this episode, what would you like them to remember? That you are the guru. The power lies within you. All the answers are in you and they're much easier to access than you think they are. There is no one and nothing and no guru and no expert, no one outside of you that knows more about who you are and why you're here. It's all in you. So human design is the way that you can access that magic, that power. You know, I am an ex like my whole life is an example of this. I live heaven on earth and I have had such a magical existence for the last few years because of human design. And 
everything is incredible and I don't look to anyone else anymore. I learn, I love, you know, taking in books and podcasts and, I, you know, go to trainings because I nerd out, you know, I love that stuff. It's part of my design. I have a thing called the Gate 16. Yeah. But at the end of the day, no one else is the authority in my life. I am. And that's what I want everyone. I want everyone to love themselves, to trust themselves, to believe in themselves, because I absolutely believe that this is how we're going to heal the planet. We're going to heal the human race. We're going to heal um, everything by learning to love, trust and accept ourselves. And human design gives us the pathway to do that. I mean, there's nothing I could possibly add to make that any better. That's amazing. And I love it. Thank you so much. This was incredible. And I can't wait for everybody to listen to this. Everything will be linked so everybody can go find Emma and her podcast and her website and the group and everything. Thank you so much. And yeah, you're so welcome. I've had such a ball. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.